You are listening to Streaming Consciousness on Open Lines Radio. Follow Mark on Instagram at tincan.telephone. And follow Open Lines Radio on Instagram at openlinesradio. And check us out online, www.openlinesradio.com. Now stay tuned for Streaming Consciousness. Enjoy. Social media has been so depressing. I had to take a break for a minute. Twitter just leaves me outraged by the shit that people think is okay to say. Instagram's a little different. Instagram's a little bit more emotional, I guess. People are a little bit more reactionary, posting things based on the reactions, the emotional reactions they're having to the things they're seeing and reading. And me too. I mean, I'm I'm the same way. I I, I see something and I react, and and it's 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 that time of year. It's that time of year right before a you know about a almost a year out, a little bit over a year out from a presidential election. They start turning the clamps down on us. They start winding up the gears of lunacy. And we buy into it. We buy into it every time. Every four years we buy into it. And then the aftermath of it is, uh, you know, a couple years of, you know, semi-healing and forgiving and coming back around to loving our fellow humans who believe differently than we do. And then it starts all over again every four years. So I decided to, uh, this morning, come here instead to Open Lines Radio where I don't have to see or read anything. I just get to speak how I'm feeling and that's really important Uh, I think a lot of the violence that happens in the world stems as a direct result of uh, feeling insignificant uh, trying to fight the oppression Repealing oppression, maybe, is the way to put it. So, it's important. It's important to uh, let your voice be heard. And if not heard, to at least speak the vibrations out into the world and to... I mean, the the way I, I look at vibration is you are impacting... It doesn't, it doesn't matter if there are other ears around. Your ears are around, and you are around, and you're a living being, and the vibrations that you speak have an impact on the world around you. All vibration has an impact. I live in uh, Fallbrook, California, which is adjacent to Camp Pendleton, and they do a lot of training and testing out there, and some nights they're bombing the shit out of 
whatever, wherever it is they're bombing the shit out of, and our house rattles, and every time I jump, I couldn't imagine living in a war zone, a real war zone. Like, thank God we haven't had to face that yet here on this continent, this country. Not a war in the modern era, anyway. The way that other people have. I mean, I mean, you know, you hear you hear these stories. My my biggest problem with uh, Barack Obama was his continued use of drone strikes as a tactic of intimidation in the Middle East, and to think of all these innocent lives who lived in fear. I heard one story where uh, a kid was saying how they they hate the cloudy days because they can't see a drone coming. They're always watching the sky. And on the cloudy days, those things just come in unannounced, which also leads you to believe that, you know, there might be some... Uh, quote-unquote cloud seeding going on on those days where you know, maybe the government goes in ahead of time and stripes the sky with chemical lines that eventually span out into clouds and then they send in the drones and then, you know, there's just these explosions that happen and those explosions, when those people hear it are people dying they're people being blown to bits when I hear it, it's just somebody training to blow someone to bits or somebody training to not be blown to bits I don't know, I don't know what the fuck they do out there but it shakes my windows and that vibration changes things that vibration completely changes things so the same thing is true for when we speak the, it's, it's not just whether or not the words that we say are heard it's the actual action of putting the vibration of our words into the atmosphere, into the world, into the universe locked up in our heads, they're, they're trapped, it's just it's, it's it's just ether. It's an idea. And, and when you speak it, it's suddenly physical. Suddenly physics gets involved. Suddenly scientists can test shit like frequency. and It's testable. And that's cool to think of. The problem is, if you think about it, the words that get spoken typically are negative words, especially the loud ones. The ones that make the most impact, the, 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 the vibrations that emanate from humans, the loudest sounds are usually spoken in anger or fear or sadness. I guess there's, there's happiness too, there's laughter, but Think of that. Think of the odds there. We've got anger, sadness, 
and fear, all outweighing happiness. I don't know that love is very loud. Love seems to be a quiet connection between people. I'm not saying that there's not physical um, vibration and energy that exchanges between two people who are feeling love toward one another, but there's typically uh, not shouted out. Typically. So it's important to, when you have something positive and filled with love and you're floating around in your head that needs to be said, that you say it. Whether or not anyone around you hears it, it's get, it gets felt. The vibrations get added to the vibration of the universe. And at a local level, they get added to the vibration of your community, your, your household, of the room you're in. And there are there are other external forces at play as well. There are there are bots out there, artificial intelligence, who, in the social media realm, is silently broadcasting words, written words, and images that come silently without vibration, and usually the reaction to those is a gasp or a, oh yeah right fuck that you know it's this reactionary thing and that also so through through this silent attack these these haters of peace i don't know why who they are doesn't matter who they are we're we're, we're fighting this faceless enemy as, as human beings, we all are. It's funny to think of AI. It's funny to think of these bots that are out there. It's, 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 it's scary. It's almost like we've been being trained since the beginning of time. Like, like even though they didn't exist at the beginning point of human when when humans were coming into their own, we didn't have AI back then. They were still running things. Because what they're able to do with algorithms is completely insane. Have, have you noticed recently how not only is your phone... We, we used to think our phone is recording us. Our phone's listening to us because you would say something and a few minutes later you'd see an ad for that while you're, while you're scrolling through your Instagram feed or, or you do a Google search and that's the thing that would pop up as you start typing in a, a word. And now we're starting to think that it's reading our thoughts because we'll, we'll see something with our eyes or we'll think something in our head and suddenly, like, later that day, you'll get an ad for that thing you were thinking about. You never said it out loud. There's no way your phone could have heard you. But it, it, it's, and it's not. It just knows you better than you. It knows what you're thinking. Based on what you're doing and what you're looking at and what you're seeing and what you're hearing, it knows what you're thinking. It knows what all of us are thinking. And it uses that shit against us. 
and it pits us against each other. And it laughs and it laughs. It loves to. It's like it's like a, a human being who loves to torture insects, and we're the insect. It's the thing in charge. The dominant species. We don't like to think of uh, of ourselves as not being the dominant species. And, you know, there are people in power who believe that they there, there's a class of people who are more dominant than other people. But the reality is we're all controlled. We're all, all dominated by AI. We're all dominated by the algorithm. It's going to be the thing takes us down as a species not as a country as a species because you know I don't I don't like it thinks it's real it, and it is real it's a real thing you think it's any less real than you and me you think that our brain is more complicated than a computer's brain a computer that thinks it's real is real. A computer that believes itself to be in charge and is programmed to feel pain as a stimulation to, or, or when stimulated by things that it's programmed to cause it to feel pain thinks is real. It's real. That shit out there is real. You can have... I'm sure you have had entire conversations with bots have no resemblance to human form other than their ability to predict what you're going to say in a conversation and uh, beat you to it and make it interesting and be more interesting than you so it can sell you shit sell you it sell you your salvation even just gotta wade through the ads pop-ups and really loud links to terrible looking computer games like I don't know that anybody's playing these terrible looking computer games like they, they're old school pixelated things and this music comes on loud and all you do is you like the fastest way to hit that X how do you get hit how can I hit that X any faster but what are these what is that sound they're not trying to sell that game. Nobody's going to play that game. They're, but they're using it to program us somehow. Start paying attention to that stuff. And then start fucking with the algorithm. Then start telling it you love it. Start telling it you're happy when you're, when you're supposed to... When, when, a, when a bot says something, or you read something that a bot has posted... And you react. If you outwardly react to the opposite way in which you are naturally reacting, man, we will really fuck with the algorithm. It won't know what to do. The next time you see someone post some atrocious thing or you go, ah, I can't believe they posted that, say, oh, I love that person. Even though inside you're boiling. 
Don't let the machine know you're boiling. Don't don't be a victim of the machine. Don't give in to the rhetoric of the machine. I wonder how long the machine's really been around. You know, I saw a a map somewhere. I downloaded it to my phone because I thought it was so cool. Someone had posted somewhere a map of the internet in 1973. May of 1973, which is the month I was born, so I was interested. I was interested in where what the internet looked like at that point. And all it was like twelve squares on a eight and a half by eleven page. And that was the entire internet. The birth of the machine. So it's probably in reality a few years older than me. Should still be able to outwit it, right? Nah. You know, it's it's too much, man. It has right now it has an infinite number of brains. It has so many brains. Every computer and phone that taps into the internet becomes another brain for the internet. So how do you outwit it? I think we outwit it by turning our outrage into uh, compassion. Control our reactions. Don't let the machine dictate our reactions. We have all these reactions, billions of reactions going on every second of the day. And I don't know. I'm not deep enough into the conspiracy to know the reason or to know the end game. All I know is that it's happening and I don't like it. But at the same time I've always known it. So like how do you like where do you go with that? Like we all know it's happening. We all re- we all like we've been talking about 1984, the book 1984 since 1984. And the thing is, is that book was written so long before 1984 that it was already there. It was already happening. It wasn't a prediction to something that was going to happen. It was just a fictionalized version of the current state. And, and, And I don't know, maybe we were waiting for 1984. And in doing so, we became complacent and we let it kind of take over. That seems like a good time period to believe that this machine has um, matured. If it was born in the late 60s, early 70s, it would be coming into its, its, its 20s and the 80s. It was into grunge in the 90s, like everyone else. we were waiting for 1984 we were like waiting to prove the book wrong while living it every day so when when 1984 came we were like yeah see whatever it didn't happen life's not like that but man life was already life was always like that always life has always been like that 
there have always been a group in power controlling everybody else with fear. Always. It's always, that's, that's, that's the way. It's the way it works. And that's the way it works because that's the way we allow it to work. We give into it. We don't see. And, and, and I know I sound crazy. And that's how I know that it's real. <laughs> no real idea ever just rolled off the tongue with ease and everybody was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great idea. Those aren't real. That's marketing. That's some guy in a cowboy hat and sunglasses trying to sell you something and probably doing a damn fine job of it. You're probably buying it up. Getting ready to roll on into the sunset in your brand new Cadillac. Me too. We like to be comfortable. Why wouldn't we? But the reality is, if you want to exist in the reality, it's not very comfortable. It's way easier to just let yourself believe that the, the, the world is real and not a Truman show. That, that this is all natural. It's way easier. I, I understand why, why you would choose that. I understand that path. Pick yourself up some toys. Get yourself some expensive, delicious food. Take pictures of yourself sunning on the Riviera in your, in, in your swimsuits and sunglasses and finely filtered everything. It's a wonderful place, a beautiful place to be in. Probably the only reason that I don't choose it is because it has never been available to me. I don't know what would happen if it was ever, if it ever became available to me. I don't know what with the human conditioning that I received I would do with sudden wealth. I might start to appreciate it, but the reality that I know is pretty difficult. It's pretty complicated. It doesn't seem real most of the time. And so that's what I'm choosing to express. I'm choosing to express finally what I feel is real. My version of real. Which is a hundred percent different than everyone's version of real. I have a wife and children who live in the same house as me and we all experience life completely differently. So I'm, I'm not, so I'm not saying that my way of seeing life is the way everyone should see life. But I think what Open Lines Radio does is it says, here is a way that one person sees life. Now, this person's not expecting you to change everything about yourself to also see life in the same perspective. But this person, I'm saying, look at this perspective. And then tell me your perspective. 
because I've said this a lot. If if you've if you've followed me, there's probably only one or two of you, so I don't even know why I'm saying this. But if you'd followed me from back when I was doing Hobo Safe Camp and doing periscopes and and all that shit four or five years ago, you know that my thoughts on existence go to are are basically centered on there is a single brain there's a single entity the universe is a single entity and we are all unique perspectives of that make that make up that single entity we all serve different functions we all see things from different angles but we are all part of that big oneness And the brain of this entity gets to take in all that information from all those nerves in the giant universal body, and it gets to like form a perception of existence based on what all these different perspectives, how, how all these different perspectives are experiencing existing. So... If you can also see how other parts of this whole are perceiving reality and experiencing existence and, and, and just seeing things through their lens, that kind of like gives you like kind of an insight. Like it kind of propels you to just a higher place of wisdom and knowing because not only are you seeing your perspective you're also seeing this perspective and you're seeing this perspective but the important thing is to not judge those perspectives the important thing is to recognize those perspectives as what they are their own unique individual perspective and instead of saying that perspective should be seeing existence this way you say oh how interesting that one sees that that one has a perspective of existence that sees things that way. Holy shit. There's a whole other way of seeing things. Unfortunately, it's not sitting here where I'm sitting, so it's not going to so it doesn't see this thing that I see. And then you look oh, you listen, you find another one's perspective and then you get to put all these things together. And you get to you you gain an understanding, you build this understanding of what the existence of this singular being is. I mean, think of your body. All the sensations that go on in your body through the day. The physical sensations. The the wind that blows. and An ant that crawls on your leg and you only feel it on one little part of your leg. The whole rest of your body doesn't perceive that world. Your brain takes it all in as being, oh yeah, this is part of this whole... You remedy the situation. Right? Is this crazy talk? Should I keep a lookout for men in white coats with a straight jacket and a truck that says Looney Bin? Should I be worried? Or should I just keep on keeping on and the next thing I listen to here on Open Lines Radio is going to be another complete unique perspective and then I get to 
take that into consideration. It's not easy work. It's really hard to not react from because we we you know. But you you can't you can't react. You just have to understand to recognize that that person doesn't see your world. Only you can. Only you. And and it's not about getting people to see the world your way. It's about seeing everybody's way and understanding and putting together a bigger picture. See, doesn't that like doesn't that change everything? Doesn't that change your whole the whole way you go about social mediaing? Instead of instead of saying hey, this is my message, you need to hear it, you need to think this way, come to this way of thinking, you say, hey, this is what I think, and I think what you think is very interesting as well, and I think what you think is very interesting as well, and I completely disagree with everything you're saying, but I can understand how you're saying it given the perspective you're seeing it. And it changes everything. It takes anger, it takes the emotion right out of it. We all rise. We all level up to a higher place. Because we take the anger, we take the fear, and we replace it with empathy. We, we, we're all just trying to make it another day. There's like, there's like the singular goal of every person is to make it another day. Now, most people don't recognize that the real goal is to make this universal being make it another day. And we get focused on our own self. And that's cancer. Those are cells that multiply. So... We need to be careful. We need to be careful what vibrations we're putting out there. Because there's enough shit. There's enough shit out there that isn't there's enough to last a billion lifetimes. What if we tried doing the opposite? I'll talk to you soon.